Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. Yeah, welcome back to Going In Run News Brief. Before we get started... Here's the headline for today, Larson. Do you want to make me? Uh, do you want to see me make an ass of myself uh, yeah. publicly in front of thousands of and thousands of people? Absolutely. Do you want to see a grown man soil himself in embarrassment? If Always. either of those answers are yes, come to Parts Fun Known. I'm going to be on Quizlemania to show everybody just how little I know about the world of professional wrestling. I'm keeping expectations dirt low, man. Good, good, yeah. because then once you exceed those expectations, uh, it's you're gonna feel like a million dollars, man. As long it's as I get, as long as I get points on the board, that's all I want. I want two points on the board. I want you to do better than me, <laughs> and I want you to win. I wanted you to win too. That was legitimate. I thought that'd have been rad. Probably not gonna happen, but not for lack of trying. I've been studying. Have you studied the uh, the eBay stuff? Yeah, I did last night. Yeah, yeah. Do you think do you think it'll help you? Uh. To, to some small degree, maybe. To some small yeah. degree. I have, like, a general sort of basis for, like, how things go there. But, I mean, I yeah. think a lot of the stuff that he chose, at least in your case, it was kind of shocking. A lot of those were kind of, like, maybe outliers. I don't know. Yeah. 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 I think that's I mean, at case. Buff Bagwell, I didn't see anybody. I mean, I saw there was, like, one shirt. It was, like, $130. And it was, I think there it was, like, a, like a vintage, very exclusive Ric Flair shirt. Wow. Uh, from like WCW. But like, certainly, I didn't see anything from like a low mid carter like Buff Bagwell going for $75. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, so yeah, check that out. It should be, regardless, going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to try to. We're going to jump right into it. Speaking of people who don't want to be low mid carters, the revival now called, uh, I guess, the revolt, although they said the, the R and FTR could stand for kind of. A variety of things so it's still unclear what their actual name is yeah it truly <laughs> is so they had their appearance on talk is jericho that seems to be a rite of passage for anybody who's leaving wb uh, they they make a stop uh with chris jericho to shoot hard on the wwe and and they did but it wasn't as uh, as you put it here revelatory as one would hope um they did have a lot to say but most of it was pretty much thoroughly covered by various wrestling uh, news outlets already. And I think that's the the one thing I've gleaned from this and the Brody Lee one is that uh, there's a lot of really good people working the wrestling media these days, getting the information, double checking their sources, 
uh, corroborating the, the the stories they're getting. So, uh, you know, if, if this had happened three, four years ago, it'd been like, oh my gosh, Vince actually pitched this terrible uh, comedy gimmick idea to the revival. What was he thinking? Yeah. Now we've seen all that stuff. We've seen the, the, the images. We've heard the basics of the story. So what they're just filling in is essentially the details. So nothing's really terribly shocking in this because it's all been reported already. Yeah, that that's a good point. I the another thing about the leaks that I thought was interesting was the idea that according to the, to, to to Cash and Dax now, mm-hmm. um, the leaks don't actually come from the wrestlers. They come mm-hmm. from what was what was surprising to me was when they had that uh, like a talent a, a meeting in the talent relations office. Uh, he says as soon as we left, it was like as soon as we left, it had been leaked. And the boys, the wrestlers, started talking to us about it. Mm-hmm. And he says, it's not the boys that are leaking this stuff. It's not the wrestlers. It's the management people. Mm-hmm. It's when they have, when they're privy to these meetings, they go out and they talk to whomever. And, um, uh, they, they use the term kayfabed, as in the, the, the locker room is being kayfabed. And that a lot of news they hear about what's going on in the company, they don't hear from people within the company. They hear on social media and, and on these uh, news sites. Which was like both interesting and disheartening to say the least. I mean, and we've also actually, not surprising. Heard, yeah, we've heard this kind of stuff before. Yeah. Um, you know, Xavier Woods has talked, I think, openly about, yeah, we don't know a bit what, like, I think it was the draft or something. It's like we have mm-hmm. no idea where we're going to get drafted until we're actually drafted. So we find out when the, when the fans do. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting. Yeah. It wasn't, this was not nearly the level of on the spectrum of shooting hard. Uh, I would say Brody Lee's was really, really in the orange. Dean Ambrose was probably approaching red very quickly. Matt Hardy's was a bit more in the yellow, I'd say. This was actually kind of vault, man. This was kind of in the green territory. I don't think this, like you said, I know that a lot of the stuff we had already heard, so there wasn't really anything new, but even, even though that we had heard this stuff, there were no crazy Vince stories related to it beyond. And as far as the clown stuff goes... So I had sort of figured there's got to be some sort. Now, is it terrible? Yeah, of course it's terrible. But there's got to be some sort of angle here. There's got to be some sort of context here. And the context was we're unsatisfied. They were basically kayfabing their legitimate concerns with the tag division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. You guys think the WWE t- or we think WWE considers tag division a joke. Let's show you what a joke is. So it's not that was going to be new clown characters for them. It's, hey, we're protesting the way things are going here. The only people now, that can get over are the tag division or comedy acts. So let's be a comedy act to show how ridiculous this whole situation is. And yeah, the actual motivation, assuming that's uh, sincere and genuine from creative, um, is interesting. The uh, The packaging of that idea was atrocious. Um, but the, Well, the it was, it was apropos idea, for the idea, though. I mean, it kind of was, but there's ways to go about it to make it not so ridiculous. Um, well, the point is that it's supposed to be clownish. It's supposed to be ridiculous. I know, but I mean, there's ways to present somebody as a comedy gimmick, make you know, uh, poking fun at the idea that no serious tag team get over without it being. Uh, I don't know. You, I guess you can make the point that unless it's to the maximum possible degree, it's not going to be effective enough. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't know. It just it, it was it was. I think part of it too is there was just so many different elements picked from various maybe inspirations or sources that were all kind of shoved together that they kind of lacked unity other than ridiculousness mm-hmm, yeah in terms of the presentation that uh more than anything else is like this is just like 
10 different ideas or just shoving together because they think it's funny as opposed to one uniform idea that really pushes home seemingly the point of this, which is, uh, you know, uh, only only clowns get ahead, essentially. Well, I think I think that the bigger issue for me wasn't necessarily in the minutia of the of the packaging. It was more the motivation of the people presenting it to him. I mean, they said that they were in a meeting. I think it was with Vince, Bruce Pritchard. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was Carano as well. Yeah, Mark Carano, yeah. Was in that meeting. And they all had straight faces. And they didn't really know if those guys were simply messing with them or if they were trying to bury them on the way out or if they were saying, hey, this is a story that we feel you guys, it reflects the way you feel and you can sort of get that across they didn't really know, which is also disheartening because it's like you would think that whatever idea, and we know this is not this is not the case with Vince. Vince, he will bury people on the way yeah, out. And, and, and I mean the the revival or Dax and Cash are, are right to have hesitation about it based sure. on history. Totally, yeah, absolutely. And for them to say no, they're totally. But I mean, they even said they even said, look, we would have done this if we felt that the larger issue that we had the uh, spotlight that needed to be on the tag division for us to be happy here, um, you know, elevating them and not have an attend. They brought up specifically the, you know, Nicholas winning the tag championship with Braun Strowman. They said things like, um, you know, two solo guys being put together have mm -hmm. a better chance than two guys who were thematically linked. Uh, you know, those are the issues they had. And they said, we would have been fine doing the clown thing if our greater issue was actually being addressed there. And clearly it wasn't with that. Mm -hmm. totally. um, but yeah, there were no, I was interested. There was no, there were no, I mean, number one, these guys, I'm sure it's not for lack of stories out there, but these two guys obviously are very smart. Mm -hmm. I don't think, I think Brody Lee was totally fine burning whatever bridge he wanted to burn with the WWE. Cause those stories were freaking out there. Yeah. Um, and I think that they were true. But if you're a guy who's thinking to himself, one day I might want to end up back here. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be telling those stories. And that's Obviously, one thing yeah. I'm pretty sure the revival probably have an entire file of them mentally, at least. And they went on there and they basically just confirmed what was already out there. They yeah. didn't really get into much new stuff. But here's the thing, too, is is. One thing they mentioned on the sh on on talks Jericho is that when they wanted to have their talk with Vince in person about their grievances, that it took forever to happen. They kept on getting pushed up, put you know, put off and put off and put off and seemingly canceled. Eventually, spur the moment, bang, they got their opportunity. And they they said it was put off, not to interrupt you. They said they put it was put off because things were so hectic because of the XFL and because of the uh, the, the Fox, Fox deal. deal. So yeah. maybe it was a situation. It wasn't a situation where they. I'm just speculating here. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not a situation where they have a bunch of, of crazy Vince stories locked away. Maybe they didn't get as much face time with Vince as some other people did. That's possible. That's possible. But, you know, somebody, I mean, they didn't really even address the whole, uh, what was the Usi hot stuff? There was, they went through a lot of stuff that would make me think they have to have some stories. But, I mean, that's a good point. Maybe they, I mean, they, they were there for six years. They, I yeah. mean, I know a lot of that time was spent in NXT, NXT, and they had some really great things to say about Dusty like everybody does. Let's talk about this, because this, this I want to speculate on, because this could be funny. Uh, so they tell the story of how uh, they had a match. They they came back to the gorilla position, still in their gear, and talked to a mystery person about wanting to be released. And this person said, oh, don't worry. Things are going to change. Things are going to be delegated. Oh, do his uh, voice. 
Oh, you mean do Triple H's voice? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's totally Triple H. It's totally Triple H. Because who else would be a gorilla position? And who else? We've all we'd also heard that wait, didn't we hear that uh that Triple H was seen like consoling the revival at some point? It was Ricochet, I think it was he was consoling. Maybe it was oh, okay, okay. Um yeah, that you know, but that no, that's interesting because what they said there was actually very interesting. Uh, I'm assume we're both assuming it's the game uh, was saying things are probably going to be changing here pretty soon. The landscape is going to be changing mm-hmm. with, you know, either the insinuator directly said that, you know, the creative responsibilities are going to be delegated out sooner than later. That was 15 months ago. Mm-hmm. And this old man is still at it. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not sure when these the the, the landscape is going to change. Yeah, I don't know. But, but uh, it's, it's obvious that that Cash and Dax went into this uh, very professionally minded. In that, as you said, they didn't where they weren't looking to burn bridges. You know, maybe they have some juicy stories that they could have shared. They didn't really. They more or less confirmed everything that had been out there for months. Um, and yeah, I mean, it 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 it, it, it speaks to their professionalism as a whole because even they said, you know, we want an out. Uh, 2019, even though we wanted out, we worked just as many matches pretty much as anybody else in the company. Mm-hmm. They love to work. Um, this seemed to be their stance through all this was, yes, we want out, but we're, but we're going to be professionals. We're not going to air anything publicly. Yeah. Uh, when asked about the leaks, I think uh, Cash said, you know, he, he deflected, um, mm-hmm. didn't uh, uh, confirm anything. Um, their stance throughout all this was, you know, while we're here, we're going to give everything, everything 100%. Yeah. We're going to work. Um, yeah. and then we're just going to wait until our contract's up. We're not going to make a stink. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll air our grievances to the boss man, but otherwise we're not going to complain. The, uh, uh, this was interesting. Uh, according to, to both of them, I think the, uh, the money that was reportedly offered to them and they specifically, I think said seven fifty each. Seven fifty, Yeah. It was actually more than that. That was offered to them. That's crazy. Uh, which was crazy. Um, Let's see here. I mentioned that they did. They mentioned some. I mean, they were very positive about a lot of things about being, you know, free agents, how, you know, they, they likened it to a relationship. They just got out of one long term relationship. They don't want a rebound relationship. So they're not going to lock themselves down. Mm-hmm. Um, they mentioned the North from Impact. They mentioned Girls of Destiny uh, as tag teams that they, they would like the to, uh, to take on. Yeah, the Briscoes. So um, it kind of feels like they're going to have maybe some sort of like a Moxley type thing. You know, we've talked about this before, how. You know they've got they they're they're going to be a very much sought after act. We've already seen mm-hmm. their initial show up in being the elite. So obviously AEW is a place to be. Speaking of speaking of being the elite, kind of interesting. They had no idea that uh, the f the f the revival thing was a thing until it happened, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Do these guys legitimately have a problem with us?" Or well, you know said, because they understood that their buzz was really starting to pick up. Yeah, uh, and they said that uh, they don't even think they've even had a face to face meeting with the Young Bucks. Yeah, that's probably true, but they've had communication with them. Nobody has face-to-face anymore. <laughs> no, social distancing, you can't do it these days. No, you can't. So, uh, so yeah, it's definitely worth a listen, but obviously these guys are smart enough to know that, hey, if we start like really burning everybody to the ground, 
uh, it's gonna it's gonna cut off some some opportunities for us yep. down the line. They're still yep. relatively young, so uh, so yeah, it's definitely worth a check. I'm very much looking for. I would love to see them show up in every damn promotion once this pandemic stuff is done with. I mean, for them to show up in AEW one week and even impact the next. And I'm not sure if AEW is gonna let the whole North American thing happen, but you never know. The Young Bucks wanted to do that with the Hardys. Yeah. Um. So it wouldn't surprise me if if the if if the the revival or the revolt, whatever they are, FTR. Ended up being kind of, you know, a, a tag team, uh, uh, you know, opening the doors to all sorts of places. Yeah, take it back to the territorial days, mm-hmm, territory yeah. days. You know, I mean, I, I would, I would be surprised. At the same time, I wouldn't to see them show up on Dynamite tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Same. Wouldn't yeah. be shocked. Yeah. And no, then absolutely. for them to do a program there and then uh, go somewhere else once you know wrestling companies start uh, running shows again. Because mm-hmm. um, if they want to work now, I know they talked extensively on 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 talk with Jerica about getting some time off um you know but by the by the talk of it they've been off the road since january Mm -hmm. you know is uh is any is is impact running are they do because i know they had the empty arena thing like two weeks of the revolution thing was it called Revolution? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) i know they had that um and then i know that like kimberly showed up like i think yesterday on impact I don't know how much they have shot or not or what, or if they're yeah, continuing know, on or not or what, but it'd be something else if they showed up in a couple different places, you know, if, if, if they were able to, uh, like a I'll be, I'll be honest with you, man. Impact one day and on, uh, on a, uh, dynamite the next day. I'd be, I'd be into it. I'd watch impact. I'd mm-hmm. watch that. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they mm-hmm. are for me, they're a needle mover for, you know, what, what I'm going to watch. I'm, I'm interested in, at least at the outset. But to the see real question is, would you tune into ring of honor just to see the, the revolt? Oh, I don't have to worry about that because they've already said they're not doing anything until at least June. So ask me again, then through June. <laughs> through June, I, I would, I know I would, I All totally right. would. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of someone who's not wrestling, CM Punk, um, is he the SmackDown hacker? Yes or no, Steve? He's the backstage hacker, maybe. <laughs> I think they're doing that on backstage just to hype up his return to return backstage. Week, I know. So Cage Side Seats had a thing uh, saying there's some evidence. He's not the hacker, but there's some uh, potential evidence that the truth will be heard that Punk is WWE's Mr. Robot. So the SmackDown hacker hit backstage last night, interrupted the panel to roll the latest uh, video. And then when it was posted on Twitter by WB on Fox, I believe, it was accompanied by the caption, do I have everyone's attention now? Of course, that's something Punk uh, used, a phrase he used during the build-up to the Money Bank match against John Cena. Uh, and then the hacker, he has, uh, on occasion, included some coordinates in his videos, in his Twitter bio. Uh, one was Truth and Consequences, New Mexico. One was Performance Center. And I guess the latest one, according to Cage Side Seats, is in Brooks County, Texas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, his name is Phil Brooks. Exactly. And he's going to be on backstage next week. Renee Young thinks CM Punk could be the hacker. Uh, is he the hacker, Steve? The hacker's got the black hoodie. He That's what Punk wore when he made his surprise return to that little indie show in Milwaukee. Of course, the hacker doesn't have any tattoos on his hand, but, you know, they, they this could all just be, you know, swerves left and right. Um, is Punk the hacker? I can't think of a lamer way to to reintroduce CM Punk to the wrestling world. He would not be into this at all. He would, he would never be into this. I still say the best option here is Sammy freaking Callahan. Uh, how great would it be? And there's no way. Cause he's like Mr. Impact. Uh, 
how great would it be if they brought Solomon Crow back for this? That would be shocking, man. That would be great. That would be shocking. But nah, man, it, it totally isn't Phil. But it's kind of interesting that they're totally doing this to promote him for backstage because they want to get those backstage numbers up. That's yep. the only explanation for this. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, it's cool that backstage has some some amount of stroke with like the people in digital who are producing this. Unless, unless, like they just like Do literally could have ripped this footage from YouTube. I think it's like, the I think the video that ran last night is more or less the same one that went up over the weekend on the third. Yeah, they could have just repurposed it. You know, changed some numbers, added a shot. Which uh, I tried to I tried to, to to mess with the audio and they actually disguised the audio way better than they had in the past. Oh wow, that's interesting. They shut that down. Yeah. Uh, there is although uh, one shot, and I don't know. I guess this has been seen before. But of the the keypad that's been dialing in, it says zero five one zero two zero. So it's the money in the bank date. Yeah. So we we should expect something to happen at Money in the yeah, Bank. Exactly. Uh, we got a couple shows happening tonight. NXT, AEW. Let's do NXT first, Steve. Yeah, Please. man. First up, Adam Cole Bebe defends the NXT title against Velveteen Dream. That's tonight. Also, Charlotte Flair defends the NXT Women's title against Io Shirai. That'll be great. So, I mean, the odds of Velveteen Dream win against Adam Cole are better than Io Shirai winning against Charlotte Flair. I still don't feel like it's all that great of a. I mean, they might, maybe they'll do it to to try to pop ratings because ratings are so bad right now. Yeah, no. Uh, this is fun. Who do you think Karrion Cross is going to be fighting? Because he's making his in ring debut with Scarlett. Kona Reeves. Uh, I would think it's going to be a bigger name than that, but maybe not. I don't know. Champa. <laughs> Could be. Uh, Finn Balor seeks justice against mystery attacker. So this confirms Finn Balor's not been kidnapped. Because that no, was what we, I thought the insinuation of the original thing was, that he was he was taken. Guess not. Well, there's already a kidnapping angle going on. Yeah, no. Uh, Dominic Dijakovic's going to be at Arby's night. If he defeats Johnny Gargano. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, uh, Dijak, what does the Magic 8-Ball say about your chances tonight? Not looking good. Uh, I don't even know that's a Magic 8-Ball phrase. Uh, on AEW, we've got uh, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara, Les, les, les Sex Gods, versus uh, Matt Hardy and Kenny Omega. That'll Kenny's be good. teaming with everybody except his tag team partner, so that's yeah, fun. Uh, John Moxley taking on Frankie Kazarian. That oh, this is fun. live, isn't it? This is a live yeah, one, huh? It's a live show. Wow. Cool. Is it going to be from uh, uh, Daly's Place? They haven't confirmed, I don't believe, but that would be my suspicion, yeah. And then uh, this should be fun. Uh, Cody is taking on Joey Janela. Yeah, that'll be a fun match. So that'll be cool. Yeah, it should feel a little bit more on the fresh side if it's mm -hmm. going to be live or a different place or whatever. So, uh, yeah, that's all good stuff. Uh, yes or no, Velveteen Dream becomes new NXT champion tonight. You don't think so? Yeah, probably not. Anyways, thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, yeah, check me out on Parts Fun Known. Oh, boy. This is yeah. going to be a disaster. Oh, it's be great. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.